You're listening to the PKJ and Yahweh podcast, where I take the supernatural world around us, connect it to complicated biblical theology, and then try and make it simple for everyone to gain revelation. If you're new to this podcast and would like more information, please go follow me on Instagram at kevin.scott.johnson. And now time for another episode from our apologetic series. Matthew 12, and we're going to hop all the way down to verse 36. If you're taking notes, write it down. And we see here, I'll go ahead and start at verse 33 to give context through verse 37. Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. Verse 34. You brood of vipers... How can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. This is Jesus talking, by the way, because it's in red letters. Verse 35. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you, main verse, that man, that men will have to give account on the day of judgment. For every careless word they have spoken. Verse 37. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Let's bow our heads and let's bless the word of God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. Speak to us. Speak to us this morning. Help us uh, encourage and edify one another and receive what your word has to say for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I'm, I'm addressing uh, our youth as, as, a, as, a, as a whole, as a family today, a little bit differently maybe than I would just like be preaching. We're, we're talk, the reason why I'm talking from this ring is because we've been talking about science and baptisms, our Lucha Libre uh, series, but today is just a little pause on that. I want to address you guys as, as, I'm not trying to take the position of your dad, but I'm addressing you as a dad. Is that okay? Does that make sense? And, and I want you to think that like, I'm going to try to address you as a as a good dad, okay? Hopefully, I, even though I'm not the greatest dad, I, I, I'm, I'm doing all I can. I've had, since I was 20, experience learning what it is to be a dad. And so I want to address you all, not quite as a pastor, but as a, as a, as a father figure or as a father uh, should address their kids in, the, in wisdom, in truth, and encouragement. And I hope that's okay with you. So, in short, I wanted to... Uh, uh, let you know there's been a long season of online school, right? How many of you guys have been stuck on online school or you were for a little bit? Raise your hands, yeah? A lot of us have been, especially over this last year or so, we've been stuck at home. Uh, we didn't, don't really get to do the social life that we're used to, to some degree. And even now, we're trying to get back into sports and back into things. And I heard from someone who was, who's playing football, they're like, man, like literally you would get sent home playing football on the team that he was on if your mask wasn't up over your nose under your helmet. I'm like, that's ridiculous, man. Like, that coach is mean. Like, that's, that, like, like, even if it, like, slides down a little bit, like, like I mean, I can't, I can't hardly walk through Costco without the mask falling down on my nose, let alone, like, play football. Like, so, I mean, man, that's tough. But it's definitely created a weird and an unusual environment for us as individuals and as a community. Being able to speak with each other. How many of you all have heard some of the uh, amazing things that go on when you're playing like a video game with a headphone voice chat open? 
Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, you hear like three-year-olds cussing you out. Like, it's crazy. Like, like it is, it's like, where, where did this child learn this language? Like, you know, my, my, my. And so what I want to address this morning uh, uh, was the perspective that we are coming back from a season that hasn't really helped us progress. In fact, it's probably helped us regress in the way that we can communicate with each other in love and, and integrity, remembering that on the other side of that, you know, video game headset, there's an actual person. There's an actual uh, individual over there. And in some ways, yes, there's funny things that you can poke fun at each other if you have a relationship. But if you don't have a relationship, it's not nice, right? Like, if I went over to Steve, okay, and I was like, you know, Steve, you got a big nose. Like, I do. <laughs> he's gonna think nothing of it, right? But now some stranger walks by and is like, look at the schnoz on that one. Like, you know, it's gonna be different. I was, I was walking around Green Lake. Anybody in Green Lake and Ballard area? No? It's a pretty cool little place in Seattle. I was about um, 16 years old. I had one of the like cool first like phones, cell phones in my pocket. You know, I was like, awesome, this is fun. Like, not everyone has cell phones, and I had one to my mom worked for a phone company and all this stuff. And so I'm walking around with my best friend, and this big dude, I mean, like, like I don't mean, like, big like this. I mean, like, this is, like, Nephilim status, okay? So, like, he, he's, like, probably, like, almost seven feet, okay? And and he's got, like, arms, like, they're not mus muscular or anything, but, like, I mean, his arms are, like, this, like, tubes, like, coming down from his shoulders. Like, this is a big dude, and he's rollerblading, okay, around Green Lake, right? The dude almost hits me as he, as he comes by, you know, like, zooming past me and my friend. I was like, and as he goes by, like, however fast he's going, I say to my friend, whoa, watch out there, big guy, right? Like, he almost hit me, right? So we keep walking around Green Lake, we're enjoying riding our skateboards or whatever. All of a sudden, about 20 minutes later, this guy's made a lap around the entire Green Lake, sees me, comes up on me, shoves me down into the grass and says, you got something you want to say to me? Like, I was like, who are you? I'm a 16-year-old kid. You're like 42 years old. I pull out my phone. I'm going to call the cops on you. Get out of here, bro. And he like skates off. Like, I, I, but I'm like, what the heck was that all about? But I didn't realize, like, like you know what? I, I got I to gotta be a little more careful with, you know, my flippant words because... You know, according to what I just read, like, in some capacity, I will be held accountable for every empty word I said. That guy was trying to make me accountable right then and there for poking at his insecurity and the reason why he does, you know, multiple laps around Green Lake because he's a tall guy and wants to be a, a slender guy. So, but all that to say is, like, we got to realize that when we're speaking to one another, that we need to speak in love, that we need to be edifying, we need to be encouraging, we need to uplift one another in the most holy faith. The Word of God says in Ephesians 5.4, um, actually, sorry, we'll go here first. Matthew 20, verse 40, uh, it's, it's Jesus speaking. He says, I'll paraphrase it, whatever you've done to the least of these, you've done to me. However you've treated the least of these, you treated me. He gives a whole story of, uh, you know, I, when, when did you come to my house, Lord, and, and were naked and needed to be clothed? When did you, when did you need uh, a drink of water and I didn't give it to you? He says, no, whoever you've done to the least of these, you've done to me. That doesn't mean like, oh, well, I, you know, I do give to the poor. Well, also think about that. What else have you done to the least of these? 
What have you spoken to the least of these? How have you carried yourself? How have you honored one another? And you know what? A great verse, I didn't write it down for this morning, but it says, for him, uh, for him who says he loves God and hates, hates his brother, he's a liar. Period. How can you love what you don't see but hate that which you do see? It's impossible. So you can't say, I love God so much, and well, screw that guy. But I love Jesus, right? That's not the attitude of the Father. We are accountable for every empty word we carry. And a couple more verses for this morning that I just want to kind of allow us to have some small group time after I close this uh, very pointedly. Um, we see in Matthew, uh, in Proverbs 18.21, it says, The power of the tongue... That, 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 uh, sorry, that the power of life and death are in the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Everyone say, the power of life? Power of life. Oh, come on. The power of life, power of life. And, death and death are in the tongue. In the tongue. And those who love it, who it. Will, eat will eat its fruit. Its fruit. That means you're going to be either eating life or death, whatever your tongue is producing, because it's going to create something. It's going to build up or tear down. So are you edifying? Are you building up or are you tearing down? Last verse, Ephesians 5, 4, it's, it, it goes through the uh, reality that nor uh, for those who are in Christ, nor there should, should there be obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. I'm going to be honest. Laughing at an inappropriate joke is sometimes hard to not laugh at. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm your pastor up here, and I'm telling you, when someone makes an inappropriate joke, it's not always easy to choose to not laugh at it. It's not always easy to say, you know what, that's a dirty joke, and I shouldn't laugh at that. And that comes through a process of renewing your mind through the hearing and hearing of the Word of God, and you lose that connection of, of, of sin, of that sin nature of yourself. And you start to walk in a different mindset to where when you hear coarse things, when you hear rude things, offensive things, that not only do you not laugh at it, you actually start to defend those who are being attacked or those who are being hurt or those who are being uh, directed, you know, or you're just like, hey man, that's not a cool joke about that. Hey, did you see, did you see Bill the other day? Like, I thought Craig was hanging out his pants the whole time he was at youth group. Did you go over and tell him? No. Why would you do that? Did you see Taylor? Oh, man. He was leading worship, and his zipper was down the entire time. I have sweats on. I know. It's a wise decision, Taylor, to always wear sweats. But, oh, man, yeah, I know. I saw it. It was so funny. Like, you know, I saw his boxers even. It was, it's like, okay, but, like, did you go and, like, tell him at any time? No, that's awkward. No, that's just rude to not help a brother out. You see, when you see someone hurting or when you see someone doing something foolish, whether they know it or don't know it, it's hurtful and damaging to not come and bring love and truth. What would Taylor need if his zipper was down while he's leading worship? He would need me or one of my leaders to immediately, before worship continues on, to quietly, discreetly go help them out by saying, just going up, like I'm tapping on the shoulder, I'm going to pretend like I'm telling you what song I want you to play next, and you're going to turn around and look in your music book, and you're not going to grab a sheet, but you're going to zip up your pants. Okay, all right, goodbye. 
Like, like that's, that's, love looks like something, you guys. Love looks like something. Love is an action. And for us to love one another, to be brothers and sisters of Christ, that doesn't mean you have to be best friends for the rest of life with everyone who ever comes to church, period. But it does mean that we are held accountable because it is our love for one another, according to the word of God, that they will be able to tell us apart that we are followers, that we are disciples of Jesus Christ by our love for one another. So directly, why am I talking about this? I want to encourage you, young people. There's been a few things that have come up recently. I've talked with a few uh, different parents that have reached out to me. And a few young people have been feeling um, alienated in some capacity here at Relentless. And not because Pastor Kevin forgot to put on deodorant or because he put bought skinny jeans and they're a little tight around his calves and that's uncomfortable. Okay. Shooting straight, there's been a handful of students, and it's been growing, that have not felt comfortable being here on a Wednesday or a Sunday. Not because of anything other than some of us have began to go too far with coarse joking, with jesting, with humor, with meme culture. I love memes as much as the next, but there's a certain point it goes too far. There's a certain point that you start to pass over into wicked, coarse, dirty. Coarse joking isn't just dirty jokes, okay? It's joking about things that God came to send his son Jesus to destroy. Depression, anxiety, suicide, racism, all these, uh, you know, all these different things. We're like, oh yeah, that, that, that was a funny joke. Well, wait a minute. Like, we're laughing at the thing that God wants to eliminate through eliminate on the earth through his kingdom. When his kingdom comes, it won't it won't exist. It won't even be a thing. But we want to laugh about it right now. We've been saying things to each other that haven't been edifying. We've been utilizing names without even knowing what those names are. I'm guilty of that. Right? Catch me outside. How about that? I don't even know what that means. Okay? Like, you know, like, that's old. But, like, what I'm saying is we need to be aware, and I'm not here to verbally spank anybody. Okay? That's a weird saying. But I'm here to encourage you guys as a father. I want you to understand this one thing. Now, listen up real close. When we hurt others through our words, we need to use our words to bring life and restoration. We need to go back to the individual that we offended and ask for forgiveness, period. And if you can't do that, then you need to be able to do all you can to make sure it happens. What if that person passed away? You know, like you, your, your dad was mean to you, and now finally at the age of 55, you decided you're going to forgive your dad for all he did to you, but now he's dead in the grave. Well, there's other ways, and that's a whole other scenario. But when you are here as young people, and you have the opportunity to go back to one another and make things right, it says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Go to your brother, make things right. Go to your sister, make things right. Do all you can to make things right, to bring restoration. Because guess what? I, we work, we co-labor with Christ to establish his community, his kingdom. And I'm so proud of you guys this morning. I, I am. There's been such growth, such community, such relationship, like I've never seen before growing here in Willowness Youth Group. At sunrise. And I'm, I'm honored by it. I really am. 
but I will lay my life down to defend that which you guys have been building and working with us, and that is friendship amongst the body of believers. I'll lay my life down to defend it. And anything that wants to come bring disunity to that, I will in love, in love, bring correction, clarity. Because guess what? Everyone say this. Hurt people. people. Come on, everybody say it. Hurt people. Hurt people. people. You can just repeat yourself. That That was a sentence. Hurt people. Hurt people. So if someone's been mean towards you, young people, I want you to understand you got to think through the fullness of God's perspective, His lens. People who are hurting hurt other people. People who have had wrong done, done to them, they do wrong to others. Why? Because until they realize what is the right path to take, the right things to say, the right words to edify and encourage, they're broken too. Just like I'm broken in lots of ways. Just like you're broken in lots of ways. It manifests itself differently. And if people have been mean, people have been hurtful, it's not right for them to do that, and it's right for you to stand up for what's right. It's right for you to defend your sister, to defend your brother, and they, and they cancel that. I'm not saying go and start throwing, throwing fists, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. But it is right for you to say, that's not acceptable. I'm not going to partner with that. I'm not going to join that. It's like I, I loved it when, when uh, Justice and, uh, and, and, and the Hammer Kids uh, started doing jujitsu. What, what was some of the first things that they taught you guys? Like when someone's, are, is it, are you challenging me? Is that? Yeah, like you don't, you don't fight until you have to. Yeah. And what was the statement you said, Emma? Like, like talk, tell, tackle. Talk, tell, tackle? Yeah. So what's talk? What do you do with talk? So if it's a stranger coming to coming like like wanna go? Wanna go? Like like Phoebe was on Wednesday night. I'm like, I'm not gonna fight you again. I don't wanna fight, Phoebe. Don't 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 I don't wanna fight you in the ring. She's like, come on, let's go, let's go, I'll beat you up again. I was like, so so what would be my first step in, in that? What do I do? Talk? How do I talk? To that stranger. Not Phoebe. Think about it as a stranger. Yeah, you talk? Do you remember Haley? Yeah. What what's that first step? So, so if capacity uh, because yeah you need to talk it out like one like hey are you aware that what you're saying is a threat and you're, 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 you're challenging me is that what you're doing is that what you're meaning to do some people might be like whoa I was just I'm sorry I didn't know that what I was saying was, was actually as was hurting you like I, I'm just kind of a jerk like that and joke like that all the time well that's not appropriate behavior and you shouldn't be a jerk whoa that's rude well it's actually just direct communication. You're rude. Oh. Okay. Uh, I don't know what to do with this. Do you know that 57% of, and this is a statistic from 
uh, a really great entrepreneur. He says a lot of bad words, but he's a really great guy. Melissa watches him a lot, Gary Vee. He says, he says, kindness is currency. Okay? Kindness is currency. He says, when you get older, that kid that used to pick on everybody in school that you all laughed about, no one will want to work for him in the workplace. No one wants, and if anyone ever becomes his boss and remembers what he did and sees him again, they're not going to promote him ever. They're going to not even hire him if it's within their ability because they remember what the jerk, even though they laughed about it way back when, they remember the pain that he caused the people around him. Now, the other flip side of that is, he says, you know that one kid that when they were getting bullied, okay, I'm here, someone's bullying me, this dude right here, he's picking on me, and then all of a sudden this third party comes in and says, hey man, that's not right. He doesn't come and swing it. He just says, hey, that's not right. You should stop. What do you mean that's not right? It's not okay. That's, that's not appropriate communication. That's rude. It's hurtful. Guess what happens? In 50% of those situations, according to Gary Vee's study, which I trust he put some money in that study, 50% of bullying situations are immediately de-escalated and almost eradicated when a second person comes into the defense of the one being hurt. The fight stops. Nothing moves forward. It's an opportunity for us to see when our brothers are hurting, when our sisters are hurting. How can we be their defense? While still loving and honoring the person, knowing that they're hurt too, and they're expressing how they're hurt. That means having direct communication saying, hey, stop it. It's not okay. What do you mean it's not okay? I want to encourage you, as we do have, I want time for small groups and we're split up now. As we split into our small groups, we need to understand the significance of loving one another. Otherwise, this whole thing is stupid. I'm going to be honest. If we can't love each other, if we can't honor each other, brothers and sisters in Christ, this whole church thing is, is a joke. And you might as well go watch YouTube Jesus at home. Because you're not looking for a relationship with the people that God came to have a relationship with, which is us. You're just looking for a relationship with Jesus. And, well, he'll hold you accountable for that when you see him face to face. He came to restore relationship of all mankind to God. So we probably should want the same relationships that God wants with all mankind in Christ. Let's bow our heads. Let's stand up. Let's bow our heads, and we're going to pray. And I'm going to dismiss us into groups, and we're going to break into some... Uh, little just encouragement. And I want you all to know in here how much we love you. I had a chat with Steve and, and Daryl this morning. You know, we're, I think we're the only male fathers represented on the leadership team in Relentless. And how much we love you guys. Yeah, we're not your dad, but we're dads. And we love you. We will defend you. We will protect you. And when you've done wrong to someone else, guess what? We will help you make it right. We understand that you lack tools for success in relationships. And this last year has stripped humanity of its humanity in some capacity. And I want to let you know we are here to equip you to have right relationships that are loving, that are honoring, that when I get to heaven, I don't have to panic because of Matthew 12, 36, that tells me I will be held accountable for every empty word I have spoke. Because we will. 
So let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the love in this room. I thank you for the uh, the, the simple correction and, and instruction, God. And I ask that this, this morning isn't uh, a takeaway of um, like a, a dad talk that we, we people got in trouble. No, this is, this is a dad equipping his children with tools for success. God, I want our young people to have thriving friendships and relationships. I want us to have the tools to defend one another and help one another. Even as the hammers express the talk, tell, tackle. Well, I mean, hey, let's not, oh, we don't got to get to the tackle. Let's tackle it on our knees in prayer. But we got to get, we got to talk to the people directly. If they won't, if they won't listen, then we got to, we got to go pull in a youth leader, our parents, somebody to help out. If that won't work, well, let the leaders tackle the situation. Father, I ask that you would help us to love one another, honor one another, and even as your word says, how blessed it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. God, I pray that you bless us as we talk, as we talk together and help us to edify one another in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like more information about the show, Kevin's work, or you have questions or would like to be a guest on this podcast, please reach out to me directly on my Instagram at kevin.scott.johnson. I look forward to hearing from you. God bless.